Hey, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Say, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Say, I mean it. Amen. We're happy you're here today. We're thankful for you. Amen. God's doing great things. God's doing great things. And yet, you know, honestly, you know, sometimes it's almost like, you know, we get oblivious to the great things he is doing. You know, it, man, God's moving in your world. I said he's moving in your world. And if you if you could only see what God's been up to in your life, I tell you what, you'd have to backslide to go to bed tonight. You'd be so excited. You know, you know, we want to we want to try to get ourselves to a place and we want to lead you to a place where your eyes are opened to the great things that God is doing in your world and in your life. And the fact that he's positioned you, he's he's called you, he's equipped you, he's empowered you. He's given you everything you need. The Bible says that he hath given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, hath given past tense. You already got it. You, you already got it. I, I, know, I know we're praying that, you know, and hoping that God will do some stuff, but God's trying to get us to see what he has done. I mean, if you understood what he has done, you'd realize, whoa. I mean, I'm empowered. He, you know, Paul wrote, Paul wrote in, uh, in Ephesians, and they don't have it, so I'll just read it to you. And uh, if you got your Bible, you can look at it. It's Ephesians 1, about verse 18. But he's, he's praying. He said, I've been praying for you guys for a long time that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. He said, apart with, he said you know, that, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you might know the hope of the calling. You, you know, I love the Amplified where it says that you would know and understand uh, the hope to which he has called you. Do you realize that you've been called to hope? You've been called to hope. Well, what, what's my calling? That you would live in hope. The, the, you know, it's called God life, guys. We got more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair. Hello? Look at your neighbor and say, I have more hope than despair. Well, you know, there comes a point when you got to start living that way, right? You know, when you want to, you kind of want to press beyond the T-shirt and the bumper sticker and, and, and actually demonstrate the fact, I have more hope than despair. That no weapon formed against me, no weapon formed against me can prosper. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't say that no weapon will be formed against me. It just says none of them are going to work. And because they don't get the last word, God has the final word. And when I live according to the word of God, and when I believe that the word of God is real and true every day of my life, you know, whether it's raining, shining, snowing. Yeah, isn't it funny how the weather can mess with us? Right? Get a little bit cold and get, you know, uh, guys, come on. You, you know, Shelby, Shelby's a, a snow believer. Shelby, Shelby likes the snow, but what's weird to me is that she, she doesn't like it cold. 
you know, you know, hello, if it's going to snow, you know, you're going to have to, it's going to have to be cold. Man, we sat out in that football game yesterday, and uh, when I walked, when I got to the house, I didn't realize how cold I was. I was going upstairs, it felt like my toes were breaking off. And, and I, I was still cold this morning, I wore a jacket. You know I'm cold. And, and you, you know, stuff like weather can start messing with your tooth just a little bit, and you start getting a little, you know, oh, I don't like it. No, it doesn't change the fact, though, that even on a cold day, even on a snowy day, even when it looks like it might have snowed, it could have snowed, and people stay home from church that day, I still know that no weapon, whether it's snow or not, formed against me, is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I get to condemn. This is the heritage of the children of God. You, you know, that, that I'm, I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the headlight, never the tail light. I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Position to win and succeed. It doesn't make any difference. And you gotta, you gotta understand something. You know, what he's really saying, what Paul's really saying is, man, I'm praying that you get this. That, that your heart would be flooded with light, that's, that you'd flip the light on. Well, how do you do that? David said, well, thy word is a lamp. That we'd actually shift from being readers of the book to demonstrators of the truth. That, that, we'd, have, that we'd have an awareness, a, a revelation, a, a, an epiphany, a breakthrough. What do you, what do you need? What do you need today? What, what, what do you got to get to get this wrapped around your life? That, that where, you could, well, where you could take your life and wrap it around this. What, what's your word? What's, what's the adjective? What, what, you know, this is stinking awesome. Okay, you got you to get this thing. And he said, I, I want you to know the greatness of the power that's at work in you. The, the surpassing power that it goes way beyond. This is bigger than you realize. I said this is bigger than you realize. That what God has done. Man, if you live, listen to me. If you live in what God has done, if you get a revelation of what He has done, you might not ever ask Him to do anything else again because you'll realize I already have what it takes to win and succeed in every given situation. I've, I've got the power. Look at somebody say, I got the power. Bernie, you got the power. Not just power, power. You got it. You have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of your life. Oh, I don't think we understand it. I, well, I, I know we don't. I know we don't really understand it. That when we get out of bed every day, that we, we set out on a mission to humiliate hell. And everything that the enemy flings at us and everything. And, and you know, a lot of the stuff that, that we deal with on a daily basis. Can I just, can I just, you know, this is first service. This is the good one. So, uh, can I just give you full disclosure? Not, not everything that we deal with that's negative on a daily basis is the devil. A lot of it's just the fruit of seed we've sown. Come on now. You and I have made some stupid decisions. You know, we've done some crazy stuff, and here comes all the, the repercussion, you know, and the consequence. But even, even that, if you will be led by the Spirit of God, the grace and mercy of God lovingly nudge you back on trail, put you on a head-on collision with the purpose and, of God, the plan of God, the will of God. You, you, just, you, just, you, you need to be praying, okay, God, open my eyes. 
open, open my eyes so I can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of your power that's in me. There's power in you. Well, don't you think I'd know it if I had it? When I feel it or something? Obviously not. <laughs> you know, Mark four twenty four twenty five. remember? That it says, to him who has shall more be given. To him who has not, even what he has shall be taken away. Uh, if you don't have a mental possession of it, the enemy comes and, and uses the situations. You've granted him uh, opportunity. The Bible says in Galatians, it says, uh, give no place to the devil. Remember that one? Remember that one? Anybody? Anybody? Help me here. We're making tapes. I need an amen every now and then. Okay. uh, You know, uh, give no place to the devil. The word place is position of effectual opportunity. And what we do is we give the enemy an opportunity. You know, he's not wreaking havoc really in your life in the sense that he's causing things to happen. He's just taking advantage of, of the doors that we leave open. Right. He comes. He just takes advantage of stuff. You know, well, why, you know, why, why'd God kill my mama? Well, God's not the taker of life. He's the giver of life. God didn't kill your mother. But this is an opportunity for the enemy to push you away from God. The one place you need to run to in a moment like that. Right. And, and, and we're not real bright. And so we bite on everything that he throws out there and, and we end up separated. Why? Well, because we live not by the spirit, but by the flesh. And Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded. That's death. That's going to separate you from the life that God has for you. But to be spiritually minded, that's life and peace. You're going to have collision with the peace of God. You're going to have life. You're going to have sozo. You're going to have more than enough. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have everything that you need because you're being led by the Spirit. And give no place to the enemy because he's going to take advantage of those opportunities. But if we would just remove the opportunity and just realize that, you know what, it doesn't make any difference what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, I'm blessed. Look at somebody say, I'm blessed. Look at Colossians 1.27. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. It's Christ in you is the hope of glory. Guys, you, you, you want to take time this week and meditate on this scripture. That God willed to make known. The riches of the glory is Christ in me. Christ in me. The hope of glory. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're hoping for different things. You know, we're hoping that we get the settlement. We're hoping that the union comes through. We're hoping, you know, that, that you know, stimulus would finally reach our house. We're hoping. But, see, the, my hope is that is it Christ in me. And he's called me to hope. And my eyes of my understanding are beginning to be enlightened. I'm beginning to see and recognize that it's Christ in me that, that is going to cause me to succeed in every situation. It's Christ in me. It's Christ in me. You get a revelation of this, you'll quit feeling sorry for yourself. And you'll start feeling sorry for people who don't have Christ in them. Because they don't, they don't have any way of knowing and understanding the greatness of the surpassing power that is inside of them. That the same spirit, Romans says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you. Come on, come on. The, oh, somebody. Look, I know it's early and you've had very little caffeine. But here's the deal. Is that the, same, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has now quickened your mortal body. There's a King James word for you. He saw quickeneth. 
quickeneth. Well, what in the world does that mean? It means it'll cause you, even in your natural body, to live a God lifestyle. It'll empower you. It'll empower you that Christ in you, that he's already there. If you can see that you get this, if you give thought and study to the truth you hear, the, the, the level of virtue and knowledge will begin to explode and multiply on the inside of you. And you'll begin to recognize that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. And that what you're going through does not compare to what Christ has done for you and now in you. That the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I love uh, uh, Acts, you know, where it says that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power. Everybody say power. That's the ability to produce results. That's the thing that most of us, you know, seem to lack is the ability to produce a God result in a tough situation. Why? Well, because we get in the flesh. We get, we get, we, we try to handle this stuff on our own. We, 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 we forget who we are. You know, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But it's not I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in Him, of the one who gave Himself for me. It's not about me. Remember, I'm the offerer. But He's the offering. And, and when, when the priest inspects the offering, he's not inspecting the offer. I mean, you can look at us, and we've got some major deficiencies. I don't know why I'm looking at you, but it just feels good. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're glare, they're glaring, Greg. Your deficiencies glare. And, and but then you look at Christ. That's why in Hebrews 12, you've been reading that every day. That it, that it says, "Look unto Jesus." Get, get your eyes off of you and realize, realize, it's not, this is not really about you. God's gonna, God's gonna, gonna work in you and through you and even in spite of you. But He is looking at Christ. Man, that, first John says that even as He is, so are we in this world. You know, do you, do you think, do you think Jesus is worried? I, I gotta tell you something. Your life as a believer is a reflection of how you see Him. And I know that that's kind of tough, but some days, you know, we, we get to looking at circumstances and situations, and what do we do? We forget. We, we forget that we, we've, we've, we, we're given victory in Jesus. That, that it doesn't make any difference that at the end of the day, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, at the end of the chapter, you, that what God declared in the beginning, you're going to see it produced in your life. If you just allow the Spirit of God to direct your steps, if you just live by the Spirit, if, you, you, if you've got the Holy Ghost in your life, you, that you, you're given power. You're given power. You're not, you're not going under. You're not going to be beat up. You're not going to be defeated. I didn't say you're not going to have, you know, stuff happen. That's one of the promises. You know, in this world there shall be tribulation. <laughs> but be of good cheer. Because we're going to overcome that because we're in Christ. So we're world overcomers. We have what it takes to win and succeed. It doesn't make any difference what happens. You know how the Antichrist is going to, how his power is going to multiply? Because he's going to come and bring with him, uh, you know, promises of, of, of solutions and solving everything and a quick, easy fix. And it's amazing how many people are looking for that quick, easy thing, you know, where we can just get a little bit of oil on us or, or, or something, you know, quick and easy. We can listen to a tape in our sleep and wake up rejuvenated. Well, wait a minute. You've got to realize something. That you got, you're going to have to have a little bit of a backbone here 
Because if you become a follower of Christ, there's going to come opposition. Look at the guys who, who walk with Jesus. I, they all end up in storms. Well, you said that if I raised my hand and said that prayer and wrote my name on a card, I'd be happy. We lied. You know, we told you that to get you to respond to the altar call. Now it's full disclosure Sunday. Okay? Being a Christ follower is it's not for weak people. There's opposition when it, you know, read Acts chapter 5. These guys are being led by the Spirit. He tells them to go somewhere and preach. They go, they get arrested, and they get thrown into jail. And, and, and it's, a, it's a real prison they get thrown in. You know, they, they didn't live in the hug-a-thug state. They, they, they were in a place where they were, you know, being whipped and beaten and chains and fetters. And, and the Bible says that in the middle of the night, the, the angel uh, unlocked the door. It just passes right over it almost. This is like half of us verse. And the angel opened the door. The chains came off and they walk out of that prison in the middle of the night. But they're, they're, they're led by the Spirit. What, what do we do? And he says, go back to where you got arrested and start the message over. You were interrupted. And I know what they're thinking. Well, if we go back to where we were, we're going to end up back where we were. You know, well, there's a couple of points in that, in, in, in that chapter you got to pick up. Number one, if you're led by the Spirit, it's going to trigger opposition. Don't you ever think that if I'm doing what God's called me to, it's going to be easy. No, it ain't. He's going to lead you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He's going to put you in situations you couldn't possibly afford. He's going to have you face problems you couldn't possibly solve. But you're not alone. You got the power. Said you got the power. And, and you know what? The, the next thing that happens when you obey God is that you move into a place where uh, supernatural intervention begins to flow. God, it's, it's Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. You know, you're at the threshold of God's involvement in your situation. How do you, how do you open the door? Well, you do what he said. If any man hear my voice and open the door, well, if you hear his voice, he's not, it's not just, hey, I'm here. He's telling you what to do. And when you do what he said, he produces what he promised every single time. Why? Well, because you open the door. It's obedience. See, uh, we're learning on Wednesday nights, and if you've, been, if you've been missing Wednesday nights lately, you need to knock it off. Uh, we've, we've had the, the bait of Satan, and was it just this last week where he went through the, uh, the word believe? Literally means to obey. Now, in, in our culture, it doesn't. Because, uh, you know, I could trick you. I won't do that because I'm not that kind of a guy. But uh, uh, I could trick you and ask questions and get you to respond and then, then, you know, make fun of you and mock you and that kind of stuff. But I don't do stuff like that. And uh, so don't, don't, don't respond to this question. Okay. But I could ask you how many of you believe... Reading the Bible every day is vital to spiritual growth. And everybody would raise their hand. You know, it, you know, even if you didn't believe it, you'd raise your hand because of peer pressure, right? But most of us would raise our hand because we believe it. We say we believe it. But it, then, then if we, if we ask the next question, well, how many of you read your Bible every day and you couldn't help it, you, you had to answer honestly, there'd be a whole lot less hands up than there were the first time. You with me? That if we believe that reading the Bible is vital to spiritual growth, then if we really believe it, then we'd read the Bible every day. Every action is a manifestation of a belief. Right? It's, it's not, we're not talking about saying the right thing to sound good. Right? You did that when you were a teenager. You've grown up. 
Okay, uh, you, you know, you, you come on, you guys that have kids, you know that your your children know how to say stuff and make it sound really good, and, and uh, they didn't mean any of it. it it's not true, and uh, we do that with God. Yeah, I, I believe this. I believe I, I believe that being led by the Spirit is the life. Well, then why aren't we? Because according to James, we deceive ourselves because we're not doers, we're we're listeners. Well, we got we got to change, right? We, got, we come on. We, we, gotta, we, we actually want to live like a believer, which is an obeyer, which is somebody who's doing the Word of God, who's got the Word of God. And see, here's, here, here's what we want to shift from. We, 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 wanna, we, we don't want to be a fan of Jesus. We want to be a follower of Christ. Right? I don't want to be a religious dude that hangs around church on Sundays because they have a free cup of coffee. I, I want to be, be a Christian. Somebody who has the power, the ability to produce results regardless of what the situation looks like. It might not be going the direction I was hoping for, but I'm going to demonstrate Satan's defeat anyways. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at this in 1 John 4.16. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. We have known and believed. Look at that. We have known and believed. Everybody say known and believed. Say it again. Known and let's say it together. Known and believed. We have known and believed. Look at the amplified. We got I give it to you, I think. Yeah. We know, we understand, recognize, we're conscious of by observation and experience. See, you, you know, he's, he's taking those words in the Greek and he's uh, uh, in the amplified, he's kind of giving you some of the other uh, you know, definitions of that word. We have we know, we have experienced and we believe adhere to, put faith in, and rely on the love of God. We know the love of God. We know the love of God. We believe the love of God. There, there, there's, this, there's a huge difference, guys, in, in just, well, thinking about it and, and really believing it. Okay? Sometimes the truth doesn't do enough. I know, I know what you're thinking. John 8, 31, 32, it says, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Uh, what has the power to set you free? You're thinking, oh, it would be the truth. And it's the knowledge of the truth. Truth has been around for a lot longer than you, and, and, and yet there's areas of our life where we're still in bondage. Why? Because we don't really have a knowledge. You know, uh, you, you've got you, you to understand something. You've got you to gotta, you gotta believe in God's love for you. I, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to shift, especially in church. You know, we want to we want to we, we want to uh, prove our love for God. But what we need to do is increase our knowledge of God's love for us. See, I, I can't do anything to get you to 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 love God more. All I can do is try to get you to know the love of God for you m- more better. You, under, you need to understand something. That God loves you. God, God loves you. The enemy's trying to tell you he don't. Listen, you got you got to believe it. You know, uh, here's the deal. Think about it. Reality. Parents they love their children, but there are days when their children don't believe that. You know, you're you're making decisions. Remember Hebrews 12. That uh, when, when you get to the place of weos, that's the Greek word for son, a mature son. You get to a place where God begins to bring correction into your life. And remember, correction's not bad. Correction's good. I said correction's good. 
Well, it seems like every time I'm being corrected, I'm in trouble. No, you're getting out of trouble when you're being corrected. You're being left in trouble if you're not being corrected. Right? Because correction's going to make you right. Come on. If, 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 if we don't love you, we, we, who cares? Do what you want. If we do love you, there's correction. Right? I mean, correction's good. Why does it feel like tug of war all of a sudden? No. Come on. I don't like correction. Yes, you do. You love it. You love it. And you want it to come quickly and painlessly. Okay? Yeah. Correct me softly. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, but, but, but correction, you know, here, here's the deal. You, you know, we, we begin to correct our children, and they're telling themselves, you, you know, they, they, don't, they don't love me, and they don't believe that you love them. But the truth is, you love them. Right? Come on now. The truth, the, the truth. You've you got to believe the truth. You've got to believe the truth. So you got, well, the fact is I'm being punished. No, the truth is you're being corrected. Well, the fact is I don't have any money. The truth is my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. You've got to believe the truth. You've got all these facts. Well, what's the truth? Well, the fact is, I'm sick, I don't feel good. Well, the truth is, he sent his word and healed them. The, the truth is, that if I attend to his words, hearken to his sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, his word is life to those that find them health and healing to all my flesh. So, you, go, or, you know, what are you addicted to? Facts or truth? You know, you've you, you got to believe the truth. Come on. You gotta be, and, and he's it, he's taking it to a place that's really cool because he said we we have known and believed God's love towards us. God loves us. God loves us. If you get a revelation of God's love for you, I'm telling you what you're going to live by the Spirit. You, you, we we want to broaden our understanding of God's love. For us. God loves us. God, God loves Jesus. He who spared not his own son, right? Jesus was an overpayment for your, for your debt that you couldn't pay. He was not a payment. He was an overpayment. Way over. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, way over. We're not, we're, not talking, we're, we're not talking about just a, 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 just a little bit. We're, we're talking about ridiculous. Okay, it'd be like, you know, uh, I, I borrowed, think of a number, a big number. What's a good number? Huh? $57,000. I borrowed 57. He's, you know, he's thinking, he's probably going to ask me, I'm going to give him 57 bucks. No, 57,000. Okay. <laughs> so, so I borrowed $57,000 from Vince. And Vince would like it back. Well, walk in forgiveness, Vince. Well, uh, <laughs> cancel the debt, baby. You know, uh, don't take the bait. Yeah, okay, and but he wants his money back. So Todd sees the situation that I've created, and Todd swings by Vince's house, and he says, "Here's fifty-seven million dollars." And Vince says, "Well, wait a minute." That's way too much. It's 57000 Todd says, keep the change. And Vince says, well, he'll never reach 
that level of indebtedness because I ain't loaning him another dime. And he said, it's okay. He said, Look, when, when Jesus was used as payment, it was such overpayment. It was God showing off his love for you. You, you couldn't possibly need what was paid on your account ever. But the enemy, if he can get you in the carnal, he'll point out some silly stuff that you've done and said and acted on and make you think that you're, well, I must, you know, I must just not be worthy or some dumb thought. And we latch on to that. Why? Because we don't know and recognize and understand and experience God's love for us. Well, be careful because, if it, it, you know, it sounds like you're saying we can do anything we want. If you knew how much God loved you, you'd be led by the Spirit. You, you wouldn't be running around doing stupid sinner stuff. You wouldn't sleep through church. You wouldn't think about, well, the minute I get out of here, I, I'm going to go steal something. No, you, you good golly, crying out loud. If, if you understood, if you had a revelation of God's love for you, it, man, it just makes you walk different and think different and talk different. And you realize, oh, my God, he's, he's not just for me. <laughs> he's in me. I, I got the same, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work in me, causing me even in the natural realm to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of my stinking life. This is awesome. We're talking about a crazy good thing that God has given to us, and, and the devil is so effective in his strategy of separating us from God's plan. And it gets you to think that, well, if I get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to get a tambourine with streaming. No, you're going to get power. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit scared of that spirit thing. I'm afraid to live without it. Because without it, all I can produce is what I can produce. And I've seen what I can produce. And the King James, it sucketh what I can produce. I need, I need, I need that power. And I need to remind myself every single day, God loves me. See, God loves me, not a little bit. Not, not a little bit. It's crazy. Unending. Unending. Never dying. Won't run out. That's the kind of love that God has for me. And I said, God loves me. And, and he, he made such an overpayment. It, it would be crazy for me to waste his investment. The more I understand God's love for me, the more I love God. The more I realize, you know, to, to know that I've been called... I've been anointed. I've been predestined. I'm on a collision course with destiny. That Shut up. And God knew how messed up I was. And he paid it anyways. You want to talk about having something to be thankful for? Thank God that he has situated me in a position where I can't be defeated. What, what else could your answer be? Somebody watch up and say, how you doing? <laughs> Crazy good. Beautiful. You know, if you ever stop me, ever, how are you? Beautiful. And little old ladies go, 
because they, 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 they think it's, it has something to do with looks. The word beautiful means extraordinary of its kind, marvelous in thought and speech. Well, uh, you, you, I know what you're thinking. I'm going to start using that. Get your own word. You know, give a little thought and study to some truth you've heard. You know, you know, and, and, and begin to live it and live that way. Well, yeah, but bad stuff's going to happen. It doesn't matter. See, I'm telling you, it, it doesn't matter. Am I hoping bad stuff happens? No. But the reality is, is if I'm going to be led by the Spirit, there's going to be opposition. If there's going to be opposition, bad stuff's going to happen. In this world, there's going to be tribulation. We live, we live in Tri-Cities. The wind will blow here. I mean, if you ever get out of bed, look out the window, and your tree's been over sideways, you go, oh, my God, look at that. You're, you're, you're on drugs. It happens. Okay? So in life, in life, it's not the absence of death. It's just I got more life than death. It's not the absence of despair. We've had moments of despair. But the hope in us swallows the despair. It's not the absence of lack. It's just what provision outweighs the lack. I've run out of lack, and I still got provision. Why? Because that's, that's God's crazy love for me. God loves you. And he, He's positioned you. And you can actually live like a believer. You, you can actually just, you know, kind of tell the devil, I don't care. Well, your kids aren't serving God. Well, wait a minute. All my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. Now, the fact is, they might live like nuts. But the truth is, all my children shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. See, here's the deal. Uh, Remember the scripture that says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty? It really, the truth, okay, the the correct uh, translation is, where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. when, When the Spirit rules, there's freedom. So you are free if you're being led by the Spirit. And according to Romans, that if you're a son of God, n- not, not a technon, not an immature son, but a weos, a mature son. If you're led by the Spirit, it, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a son of God, you're led by the Spirit. And if the Spirit is Lord, if he's making the decisions, dictating the steps, uh, then there's freedom. And so there's freedom to live either life you want. You are free to live in fear if you want to. But you're also, you're also liberated to break the grip of fear. Because perfect love casts out fear. And if you know, if you know the love of God, then there's no fear. He goes on in First John, go home and read, read your book. He said, you know, this is what gives us the boldness to stand before God in the presence of God and, and to know that I'm, I'm, I'm in right standing with God. Why? Because I have an understanding of the love of God. And the understanding of God's love has removed any fear that I would have as I entered the presence of God. Because without knowing the love of God, I would be filled with fear knowing all about me. Right? Because I know the stuff that, about me that you don't know, but I know that God knows. So if I went into God's presence knowing what I know about me, if I didn't know the love of God, I'd be nervous. Right? You'd be dragging me in there. No, not yet. I've got to repent again. Yeah, and, but, but because I know the love of God... There is no fear in me. Why? Well, because I know that God's not looking at me. He's looking at Jesus. And I know that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, and he didn't mess it up like I did. He, 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 he not only paid my debt, he overpaid my debt. And so now I can stand here, and, and because of this freedom and this liberty, well, then I, ju- then, 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 then I choose to live life. Isn't that what Deuteronomy said? I'm sitting in front of you, life and death, blessing and cursing. 
Make a choice. Well, how can I, how can I choose? I'm not, I'm not in control of what happens to me. No, you're in control of what's happening in you. And greater is he who is in you. Right? Come on, you know this one. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in Krispy Kremes. Okay? So you got, you got enough power in you. you. If you want to, if you want to, you can get control of your diet. Do, are there any believers here? You, you know, I'm not trying to destroy your day. What? No, Chris, I know you're free to have one. But you, you know, you, you're you 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 have a greater power. If you want to, you can get diet in control. If you want to, you can get your finances in control. You don't have to be deeper in debt in January than you are right now. Matter of fact, you can cancel some of that debt if you want to. You're free, and God's given you power, the ability to get results. So if you can get your diet in control, and you can get your finances in control, you can get your, your relationships in control if you want to. Sure you can. Well, the, yeah, but the devil's messing with her mind. It's not hers he's having success in. Because you're, you're the one that's not standing on the truth. You still here? <laughs> not for long, I heard that. You know, not for long. Five more minutes, I'm going to crispy crap. Okay. So if you want, you know, it's Christ in me. The hope of glory. Well, look, look what's going on. That's a good thing Christ is in me. Showed up at work and they said, I'm fired. Woo! It's a good thing Christ is in me. Because, you know, at the end of this chapter, I'm going to be better off. So I better get in the spirit and find out from, you know, what this next step is. Because at six months from now, I'm going to be better shape than I am right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, life itself cannot harm you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? They got Christ in me. I got Christ in me. I got Christ in me. I'm telling you, you, you better start reminding yourself multiple times every day. I, I got Christ in me. I got, I'm, free, I'm, free, I'm free to handle this situation any way I want to, but since I have Christ in me, I think I'll walk in victory. Why? Well, because Jesus isn't defeated, and as he is, so am I in this world, so I don't have to be defeated either. Well, your house burnt down. It's a good thing I got Christ in me. Hello? I, I'm not saying, oh, cool, the house burnt down. I'm just saying, well, it's a good thing I got Christ in me. Is that the end of the chapter? Watch this. God's going to operate in my life. I'm going to demonstrate Satan's defeat, and hell's going to be humiliated. Because I can either give the enemy the opportunity, or I can give it to God. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to let God, who loves to show off, do it. Have your way in me. Thy will be done, not mine. I'm going to let God show off in my life. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful that I got Christ in me. Amen. Close your book. Bow your head. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that the power of God, the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the glory of God dwells in us. And Lord, we're just so thankful that as we increase our knowledge and understanding, we're going to begin to increase our, our experiences 
with the love of God. Father, I pray for every person, every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room right now that they'd have a, a revelation of your love towards them. And that, Father, that it would change everything in their life, in their world, and in their current circumstance. Lord, we just thank you that you have demonstrated that love and that our minds are being enlightened and that we're, we're, we're beginning to see it more and more clearly. And, Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Father, for, for empowering us. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness, translating us to the marvelous light of your dear Son. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Father, let us see what you've done so that we can, we can walk in that and we'll give you the glory. Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just before we go, we're going to pray one more prayer. And if you're here today and your life is separated from God, you know you're not right with God. Man, you're, you, the Spirit is Lord here. And there's liberty. There's freedom. You can choose to live any way you want. But why not make the choice to be a follower of Christ not just a fan, not so, you know, well, I get drugged to church. Well, why let that happen? Why not make the choice to, to, to live God life? To get real with God so God can get real in your world, your situation. Make this your prayer today. If you're here and you're not right with God, we're not going to embarrass you, not going to call you out. But if you're here, just hold your hand up. Say, Tom, that's me. This is my prayer. I'm ready for God today. I'm getting real right here and right now. Real quick, hold your hand up. We're going to pray the prayer, and then we're out of here. Just say, that's, that's me. I'm ready. This is my day. I'm changing stuff. My life's going to get different from this moment forward. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. You can put it down. Anybody else? Just lift it up and say, okay, that's me. Thank you, ma'am. I want God to be real in my life. I want God to be real in my life. I want, I want Christ in me. I want the hope of glory. Today is my day. Anybody else? We're ready to pray. I want everybody here to just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.